0: Say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the road. Road. All about the crap of screenwriting. I fill my bottle up with lightning. Up in the, the red room. Before the stars can be paid, they gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage. That light up. Inferno from a itty bitty spot. Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million other writers same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all they bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in In the the red room. We say. In the so, look, if you
1: guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room. Will we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2016.
2: Hello, people. That's what's
1: up. That's what's up. So, you know how we do it on the Ram Room. On this show, we keep we about to say we keep it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. We keep it. We stay. <laughs> we stay
0: 2016.
1: On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So, what? Why are you looking at me all crazy I like being, Did you see how she was looking I at me was rather I, respectful uh, it's, Thank it's, you She was very
2: attentive Thank you, but you sir But I'm used to her very, being attentive <laughs> I am being attentive I am being I am being conscious okay. <laughs> okay. Very respectful And very respectful General hands full I gotta of get used. used to this Lisa no, no,
1: I, know, I wouldn't I know. get used to it <laughs> 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 You're probably right To ask her if she needed like
2: to lie down or
1: something <laughs> This <laughs> is Lisa without the Bow the She like
2: you Jeff Always got some shit to say What Wait wait Don't start that rumor This is that A Alien moment when the, the egg is just opening up what? And the thing hasn't flown out yet So everything's all copacetic
3: <laughs> Oh my god This is one of the delights of Twitter by the way Last night when I was, when I was writing I, I went on my breaks I checked Twitter to see right. who I can go in on And uh <laughs> Shut up. Know. That's not true. I don't know why I said that. I Troll. just said it. But um, there was some young lady who was watching Alien and Alien straight through and oh. tweeting her opinions. And it was great. It was just I like. She was basically like somebody going, Molly, you endanger girl. Like <laughs> all the way through the
1: movie. It was, it was better than watching the movie. Oh, it was, that's awesome. That's anyway, it was awesome.
3: awesome. I remember her name where I give her a shout out. Oh, it was exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, y'all hear my girl over here, Lisa Bolakaja, the street nerdist. Uh-huh. What's happening, Lise? Uh, I'm upset. Oh, boy, here we go.
2: But you know, I'm always you upset know about something. Up upset. That means go. she doesn't go in on some It's going to be short. Sure. It's okay. only because one of my favorite, my, my, I would say like in my top four mm-hmm. directors, uh, Zhang Zamao, is uh, doing a movie called The Great Wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> And yeah. uh, yeah. it seems to be it's gonna be a fantasy story, mm-hmm. set placement the Great Wall had just been built and looks like there's gonna be monsters and cool stuff. And if you're not familiar with Zhang, he's the one who did Hero, mm-hmm. uh Razor Atlanta, all the great Oh my god. The yeah. great Chinese films. <laughs> that
3: movie is like so if you are gonna amazing. study
2: film, you mm-hmm. need to study his shit. It's okay. Beautiful. And he's doing I'm excited, it's his very first like Oh, how would I say it? Like, Western big finance. Western finance, mm-hmm. great big, like, you know, those of us who are in the film know who he is and he's already a star and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But this is like the rest of y'all who don't watch nothing. And, <laughs> just for y'all. And right. just, just for y'all. Yeah. And, and I was you excited. Watch if I you was excited. Seen it. And then, and then, and then I saw, uh, the poster and I mm. thought it was a joke poster because <laughs> really? it had it had Matt Damon on the poster yeah, and it said the Great Wall and it had a big old picture of Matt Damon uh, and I said no, no, wait this must be a joke somebody's being funny <laughs> and, <laughs> Ha-ha. Yeah. and then I went and saw the trailer and the trailer is cut where basically Matt Damon is in China fighting dragons <laughs> saving everybody oh, what? and cuz uh, he's Matt Damon I guess uh, Jason Bourne wow. has and so I was like no mad But then I thought, okay, let me just calm myself. Let's find out some, let's do some investigation on this film. But anywho, this movie's coming out. Uh, It's written by two Hollywood folks. Uh, Financing is Western. Um... Zhang came into the project. It wasn't like you know he thought it up. It's just they brought it to him. And he's like, yeah, I'll do this. Uh, three of the main because they got Willem Dafoe in it and a couple mm-hmm. of other actors who aren't Chinese. Andy Lau is in it. So anytime you do a so com- wait, wait, and if you don't know who Andy Lau is, shoot yourself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like when I saw the thing, I said, but where, 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 where for Outlaw Andy Lau in this trailer? So anyway, so it, it's just. I'm going to bite my tongue a little bit and I'm going to wait and see. I'm just going to think that it's a bad cut of the trailer. And Zane came out and said an article that explained that, and you know, he explained that this is not what people think it is. Come see the movie, you'll see that he's Matt Damon's not the center of of the universe. He's one of many. Uh And it, it brought up something that I think is really important, and I have to like temper myself when I think about it. Is the idea, (laughs) no. But I do try sometimes. At least I'm cognizant of some shit I need to work on. (laughs) But my thought was, I was thinking to myself, and I was talking to some, some people on Facebook about it, is the idea that I have to look at it from his viewpoint as someone who's a Chinese director who deals with Chinese actors and films all the time, and where everyone is pretty much Chinese, so yeah. it's not an issue to the have to worry about. Giant. Yeah, and it's not an issue of worrying about. Oh my God, I got to make sure I have he's not a exclusive. Chinese American. Yes, he's
3: Chinese, yes. right?
2: That's so different. his viewpoint of it was like, oh, come see it. So I had to look at it that way, like he. The context of it for him is a lot different for those mm-hmm. of us over here. Those of us who watch those films, those of us over here who are Asian American, in particular Chinese American. So that was just something that was like a bee in my bonnet okay. when I saw it. So uh, I'm just letting people know. I'm going to go see the movie. I was I was torn. I was torn.
1: But it's <laughs> well, Andy. Go, for, it's, go to see the direction. The <laughs> <it's>, gods <laughs> of Egypt. But it's, uh-huh. but it's Andy
2: Lau and the crew. Yeah. And, and it, it zangs him out and, and, and it's monsters And it's a story, you know I love historical stuff mm-hmm. So I will sit there but then when Matt Damon and them show up I will squint ferociously In the theater so as not to see him And pretend like he's not there
3: Well now wait, now wait and then, Now you know my track record so I'm just being Devil's advocate right now What if it's like And I actually love this movie so bite me Everyone who didn't like it um, Pacific Rim
2: Pacific Rim. Because you
3: have taste. Discernment. now you're an idiot.
2: You're, you're an, idiot. You, you know what? That
3: makes you an Z- idiot. You know what? I'm going to slice countries. your calves. You know, have <laughs> Yes. Uh, but the point being, it's like um, a multinational group of people yes. fighting a giant force that's going to yeah. overwhelm that the world. That I can take. If the leads are Chinese-focused because it's about the Great Frickin' Wall, Right, right. Um and you have some white guys in there and maybe, I don't know, an African, God forbid, um, that, you know, we did get around more than you think we did. Okay,
2: we know uh, how to take a boat around the house
3: but, um, but
2: What is Tyrone it, doing up there on the Great Wall? It's
3: more like, hey, there's a black samurai and you can go look him
2: up. Yeah, there is. Um, uh, mm-hmm.
3: The... If it's sort of like Magnificent Seven or something mm-hmm.
2: like that, that where he's one of many, and that's what my thought when I first saw it. I thought, here is what happened: they they cut it wrong because they're cutting it for a Western audience. They think, oh, and they think, oh, there won't, oh, won't go, they won't see oh, it. Yeah. But I thought to myself, I'm hoping and I'm praying that the idea is that some shit went down in England. Or somewhere, <laughs> and the Chinese know how to handle and their business. <laughs> they, they, they. You know, there's some kind of because because there's, there's trade in the world, mm-hmm. and the idea was they know about these things and they prepare for it. But they got these guys come in and who've already experienced the devastation and to right. kind of help with their expertise on this is what didn't work for us. I'm, I'm hoping that's what it, it is. It could be
3: something too. Like we built the wall to stop the monsters. This, we by the way, no one here knows anything about this. We don't. We just, we're just <laughs> we built the wall to stop the monsters. Um, it turns out magic works against them. We have some magic users here, but a lot of them got killed in the last attack. Everyone on the happy side of the wall who knows how to use high-level magic, right. get your ass up to the wall. Right. If he shows up and he's like a traveling, you know, English wizard, mm-hmm. which I'm dying to hear that accent, <laughs> um, uh, 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 and he's one of many. And like I said, and there's a there's an
2: aboriginal, and he's, and he's going to have to have an accent. But, right. Well, then yeah. again, but then that again, but, there were no
3: Americans,
2: but yeah, there was no. Amer- America at that time, Uh, but But at the same time, though, since it is fantasy, he gonna come with that Boston accent and just be like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm a time-traveling wizard from an altered dimension, and I'm here to help you fight the I'm Chinese I'm here to
3: monsters. help you fight these dragons. My name is Matt Damon. I'm playing myself in this film. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're right to keep your powder dry. Right. We all We shut down, and I say we collectively. A lot of people got mad about Gods of Egypt before it came out, and oh, yeah. you saw the negative box office because oh, yeah. of that. But it didn't have Matt Damon in it. And whether you like Matt Damon or not, I tend to like Matt Damon for the most part, mm-hmm. although he needs to be quiet. Uh, about race. Yes,
2: he just needs lot. to just look pretty. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Do, and some do research. Do, do when movies like to yes the Martian. No, around you, that's you think you Yes, think you yes. Think yes. You that's mean, what it is. Yes. You know, but, you know.
3: but I actually think, again, he's one of those people who's probably got his heart in the right place. Oh, his he heart's in the right place. he shows up, he's fine. He does really good work when he shows up, yes. and he really hasn't taken a film that I could find offensive in any particular way. So let's hope that. They've done the right thing in this case, and it's just a bad marketing. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so because some of the other posters I've seen that the Chinese versions of it it has all of them on the cover. Right. Like it's like three white, and then everybody else is Asian and all the other characters, and it's one woman. <laughs> well, you know,
3: you guys are soft and pretty, and don't really. <laughs> you need to stand back. Come and on. keep those bandages you, ready to go. Wait, wait. You know, you
2: cannot have one chick up there when you gave us hero and no, all no. those women kicking butt and I'm doing just stuff. Saying, you know, how she I'll- better. She better not be like some little princess. Just sitting up there doing nothing.
1: (sighs) She's gonna be a princess and a nurse. Anywho. And very pretty.
3: Hi. So, yo,
2: you're, hi. What's that?
1: How you doing? So you guys hear him. That's Jeff Thorne, TV producer
2: himself. You just see how <laughs> our our normal conversations go when we're just exactly. sitting around. As, as, as of my last resume point. <laughs> we're I only like a TV 19 producer. minutes into
1: the episode <laughs> of <or> some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, who is that dude who talking these, right now? are these people. Yeah. Screenwriting? What? Oh, yeah. Okay, so look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get mm-hmm. in. Okay. So look. So today, since we were talking on a previous episode and Jeff had mentioned, you know, something about the difficulty of being a mid-level writer as a producer on TV, mm. you know, so I was like, you know what, Jeff, let's talk about, you know, for the next 15, 20 minutes, <laughs> let's talk about what it is like, you know, everybody's working their ass off, Fahima, myself, everybody else, trying to get on staff, okay, right? now. What's it like for you when you've been on a show that was a hit show and then all of a sudden you're off the show Now you're trying to get the goddamn job again
3: Competition for mid-level jobs is much more fierce than it is for baby writers Let's talk about Baby writers are certainly numerous Sure But even though most of you suck (laughs) um, (laughs) Hey Most of you suck Um, but that's assumed. You're a baby yeah. writer so the whole point of being a baby writer is to come in with some talent, but not much else. Mm-hmm. And sort of by the end of your first season, either you've been kicked to the curb because you really actually do suck. Mm-hmm. You you're 20 out. weeks. That's it for now, because <laughs> I've been kicked to the curb in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, or you learned it. You're sticking with the program. Right. This show's staying on the air, and you're staying with it. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to advance. Sure. Okay, so baby writers, yes, you are numerous, but um, your competition. Mostly is shit. <laughs> so, um, it's just like actors. It. It's like actors. It. Well, People well. used to always cite <laughs> the numbers of actors that come to Los Angeles to mm-hmm. to, to be it. actors. Flooding out of trains and airplanes and buses literally on the hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of them are shit. Okay. So really the That's job real. the most That's of them real. are terrible. They're yes. they're they're the worst that you don't want to even speak much less read other people's words. But, but they're pretty a, uh, not even sometimes. <laughs> Some they might think they're pretty, but more to the point, they're just in the way. Yeah. They're just the chaff, they're just the the blockage and the obstacle course. They're not truly your competition, they're just a like a pothole in your mm-hmm. road. It's the same thing with writers. Damn. <laughs> Um, he said
2: a, a pothole in your road. road."
3: Well there's just a lot of them though So you still have to get around them But you don't have to worry <laughs> about them Can we
2: make a video game like a screenwriter's yeah. video game
3: <laughs> You don't have to worry about them
2: <laughs> Craig Mazin
1: and John, John could do it, that's You sure. don't have
3: to worry about them outwriting you Or outacting you That's not really on the table mm-hmm. uh, And there are people who have an advantage you don't have They might be I, I, I did the Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. uh, Analogy years ago But it's a fact. Either they're sleeping with or the child of somebody who can help them. That's Mm -hmm. not you. But then they're also not your competition. They're not Mm -hmm. really in the pool with you. Mm -hmm. So, again, the numbers are a lie. Mm -hmm. Your competition is stiff, but it is not insurmountable. You just kind of have to stick at it and be good and maximize your opportunities. I know it sounds easy. It's simple, not easy. (laughs) Um, Then you move up in rank. And your show goes away, mm-hmm. and that happens to everybody, unless you're on NCIS for some reason.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know a lot of the writers. <laughs> bitches there. ain't letting nothing or, go. Or, uh, I know nice. one who's been there since Staff runner, He's right. practically running the Or uh, show. Or, a, or a
3: Dick Wolf show, which <laughs> mm-hmm. just shift from New York to Chicago, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, right. um, God bless you all. God bless you all. I, hey, hate, you. I hate you every it's a single It's formula. Day. All them bitches I'm got not plenty knocking of money them. I'm saying pocket. I hate them all for, for <laughs> locking down on that exactly. gold train. But um, what has happened to our industry is um, several things have conspired to make mid-level where I'm at or mm-hmm. upper mid-level where I'm at um, to be a, a stiff competition. Mm-hmm. The number of episodes, for the most part, has dropped from – what used to be 22, 22 24, yeah. down to in the teens, upper teens, lower yes. teens. In some cases, one and a zero.
2: Okay, it's it. um, hey.
3: not technically a teen. <laughs> um, uh, or like Stranger means, Things, eight. Right, eight episodes, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what we all used to scream we would wish for, which is the so-called British model. Mm-hmm. Yes. right? Why? Now we're there, Because bitch. with 22 episodes, <laughs> you're going to have some crap. You're going to have some treading water yep. episodes. You're going to have those duds that are just like, oh, God. I are, know. They better mm-hmm. pick it up next week or all right, two, two of these in a row, I ain't coming back. <laughs> is that I'm sorry, Revenge, but I'm not coming back. <laughs> okay. I, your, I love you, but no, two of these, I'm out, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, that's not going to happen anymore because with, with, with less than 13 episodes, the odds of a dud, if you like what the show's doing, you're going to keep liking it because there won't be any space right. to have to tread water. But it also means you don't need as big a staff. Writing staffs used to be, you know, up upwards of eight, sometimes 12 people, mm-hmm. sometimes enough to break it into two teams so that one could be writing an episode mm-hmm. or breaking an episode while wow. another was was on one, you know. Blah, blah.
1: Unless you're a freaking empire or something. you got 13, 14 people. Yeah, but empire's a <laughs> But monster. there's two writing teams. Yeah, like that's that. a yeah. monster.
3: That's And also, it's very, very soap opera so right. you kind of have to have that number of minds going mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Most TV isn't built that way. Sure. so. What has happened is with smaller staffs, um, I don't know how to say this charitably.
1: (laughs) Say it. (laughs) Let the kids know.
3: (laughs) With smaller staffs, people go to their Rolodex. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you'll see staffs Which have like four EPs Or one EP and seven Mm Co-EPs and one staff writer Mm -hmm. Um, To me that's people who've either Are friends with slash worked with People before going I got a show How can I you know what I hate I can't say this is a true negative Because it's how I got on librarians Uh, John Rogers Mm -hmm. had a short window to Turn a series of uh, TV Movies into a TV series Mm -hmm. TV series Don't work like TV movies so he needed a staff That knew what they were doing and did not have to be brought up to speed. Mm-hmm. We had no staff writer. You worked, with him, in, worked <laughs> with him before? I'd worked with uh, him before. He brought in Paul Guillot, who'd worked mm-hmm. with him before, Paul Jeremy Bernstein who worked with him before, and who brought in Kate, Kate Rourke, who he had not worked with before, but who had worked a lot before, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> so And he just dropped us all in and said, we've got a few weeks to make a show out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Build some worlds, people. <laughs> Go. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the most benign spin I can put on it, yeah. but that was an example technically of cronyism. Mm-hmm. I did oh, not have you. to audition for that mm-hmm. job. My audition was having been on leverage right. with John for mm-hmm. several years. Um, but if you spread that out across the industry, what it means is first tier jobs, let's say supervising producer, co-EP, those level, mid-level, even producer level jobs. Uh, those are what we call mid, mid-rank. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and upper mid-rank, obviously, are co-EP or upper mm-hmm. deck. Sure. Um, so co-producer, producer, and supervising producer are mid-level jobs. Okay, and if you stay on a show, you'll just advance. Mm-hmm. but if you jump between shows where a show gets canceled or you're off it for whatever reason you have to move on, those the competition for the is not a bunch of shit. Those are people who've been in the gladiator ring for a while. They've advanced. Mm-hmm. They've killed a lot of opponents.
0: <laughs>
2: the, they, have a That's f- real. they have a
3: fan base. Yeah. They, the got, em-
2: they got the, the, the finger bones and the necklaces. That's right. Mm-hmm. When the emperor sees okay. you come in, he
3: knows he's going to get a solid show. <laughs> they got the right? Okay. Right? <laughs> That's right. You're not quite a star, right. but the emperor knows the crowd's going to be well-pleased okay. by your fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's not a lot of us. So, I mean, there's a lot. There's probably a couple hundred. But there's not that many jobs, right? So if you fold that into, I'm now gonna hire my buddies to be on my particular show that I finally got. This Mm -hmm. is the show we all talked about in Mm -hmm. that cafe back Mm -hmm. when we were 20. Mm -hmm. I finally got it. So are you free? Yes. Well, I'm kind of running my own show, but I'll be done. Cool, you'll be a co-EP. Right, mm-hmm. and I want to work with you. I love working with you. You're a great mm-hmm. writer. It's an easy sell to a network. You know, this guy was head of such and such show. This guy was a, this lady was a co-ep on this mm-hmm. other show. I've worked with them before. It'll be really easy. We all know the drill. Mm-hmm. We all know how to do network notes and blah blah blah. blah all the stuff that on paper is like, well, why wouldn't you, mm-hmm. right? But what it works out to is, um, let's say that if so if it was a game of musical chairs and there's normally twenty seats, now there are eight. Okay, same number of players. Mm-hmm. Now there's only eight seats. So you'll go very far in the process. This has been my experience over the last little while, and I'm still in the middle of it. I'm probably talking out of school, so I'm not going to name any names. Sure. But I've been very close. I've been almost an EP, a co-EP. I've been almost a supervising producer on several series that are going to be on next year or mm-hmm. have continuing next year. And I've got down to me and one other guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: In each case, the other guy got it so far. Um, and the other guy is generally someone that people have already worked with mm-hmm. or know very well from a previous show that they, you know, like they've skip,
0: right? Mm-hmm. They were
3: on something you know, someone who wasn't available before mm-hmm. but is suddenly available, blah 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 blah. Right. right? It's nothing you can get mad at. You can't get. It's another gladiator, and they're sure. bringing all of their points to bear. But what it works out to is having to explain to your spouse or your, whoever <laughs> okay. or your dependents. You, still bills, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> yeah, not this week. Nope didn't But they had you Coming back over and over Yeah well They had other people Coming back Mm -hmm. over and over again And sometimes The other guy gets it Sometimes Mm -hmm. the bear gets you Sometimes there's people Walking away going God damn it Jeff Thorne (laughs) I guarantee you Right Every job I've gotten Somebody else wanted Right Mm -hmm. So that means At least three other people Were like Fuck that guy You know Mm -hmm. When they walk away And they're not really mad at me They're just Mm -hmm. like He's in the way Mm -hmm. Right I wanted to go over here I can't go over
1: here Can I I ask you a quick question Just just keep your thought Yeah are you finding that, like, the same thing for, like, a lot of the staff writers, you know, people are like, oh, it should be really easy for you guys because they're looking for people of color now. <laughs> are they doing it on a mid-level, too? Where, I mean – I'm only saying because I've heard, you know, from some of my showrunner friends going, oh, you know – you know, such and such a show where I didn't get it because they were looking for a you know person what? of color. For Here's life. what I will say to that: you know
3: what I mean? um, all you white people that are complaining about, all you straight white people that are bitching about uh, some minority person took your job on a staff, you can bite me. Um, that job, there's go- if you look at the number of minority hires on a given show. What you'll see is a white staff with one person who is Latin or black, or if they're lucky, Latin, black, and gay,
1: (laughs) and female. They can (laughs) fold it all into one. Now,
3: I'm not saying anything against the individual showrunners. God bless them for hiring that person, but that's one chair out of six to eight chairs.
1: Mm. All the other chairs. And look at the crew. There's not one black person. Uh, I'm just
3: saying. Okay. (laughs) So let's get your figure straight before you start whining about something that the rest of us have to deal with pretty much as part of our just, that's just our normal job life. Mm -hmm. Right. No one says to Jeff, well, they were looking for a bunch of white guys. You know what I mean? Like, but when you look at the staff and it's a bunch of white guys, clearly they were looking for a bunch right, of white guys. Yeah. So uh, I try not to worry about that too much. Mm-hmm. I just go in and I'm myself. I'm not certainly not walking in with my Black Panther fist <laughs> up in the air or whatever. Oh, that's why but, but, yeah, yeah, that but okay, you know, note to self. you guys don't get that excuse. It's going to be several decades of black people taking your jobs before you get to say, black people are taking my jobs. Yeah. And that decades haven't begun yet. You mm-hmm. literally have not had the we're starter. Still There's over. no starter pistol. It is not fired yet. <laughs> We are not on equal terms yet. When we are, which I would like. Personally, I prefer a flat field. By the way, I always say this. I'm a person who's focus on access not outcomes mm-hmm. okay i know there are better writers than me in the world and mm-hmm. many of them happen to be white straight males and if i get defeated by one of them i feel no shame mm-hmm. all right i'm a gladiator <laughs> i walk into, I walk in the arena if the other gladiator beats me fair and square as mm-hmm. long as i'm not dead <laughs> that was a fair fight okay <laughs> Did your character however <laughs> however <laughs> if i walk in the arena And all of a sudden, there's a chain on one of my feet, and I'm not allowed to use my weapon, but the other guy gets a steel bat, and every time he knocks me down, another guy comes in and kicks me once and runs Mm -hmm. away. That's not a fair fight. Okay, that is the experience of a non-white, non-straight female writer trying to get jobs. What I just described, that's the deal. So that's the baseline deal. Mm -hmm. That's not with all the normal other crap right. that just goes on with right, Hollywood. Right. So please, you don't get that. You don't get that. I'm sorry, guys. You have many things to bitch about as a writer in Hollywood. You don't need to add that to the list. There are plenty of other unfair things, but white, but black people and ladies taking your gigs is not one of them. Sorry, you just lost the fight. Right? You're not fighting us. You're fighting other people. Yeah.
2: Pick up your sword and shield. Okay.
3: Take your ass back to the lab.
1: Let me ask you about your, your – sh- now, you have a showrunner meeting for, mm-hmm. you know, the staff, right? It's like a showrunner meeting when oh, you're, when you're okay. on me level. Well, like, what, what's, what's the difference then? Well, there's a little bit more talk about technical stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still, well, how do you Because they want to make sure you can produce and shit. All right, shit. there was a
3: show that I went in on, and I met the showrunners, and they were lovely people, and mm-hmm. I did not get it. And I'm not naming any names, but you can tell from my genre... <laughs> That I go in on genre shows a lot of the time It's a show that I watched and loved A new in and out Which is lucky for me I'm actually a geek I don't have to fake anything Right And uh, I did my normal thing um, And they told my agents basically um, He was a little too boisterous for the room Too boisterous Okay Okay. But you see now But there's tone, right? You do have to fit it wasn't an ethnic thing. It mm-hmm. was a multi-ethnic group of people I was mm-hmm. talking to. It wasn't a gender thing. It was mm. equally split between men and women. Mm. Uh, couldn't tell if it was a straight or gay thing because how am I going to know unless someone hits on me? <laughs> 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 but, right? and, and why do I care if you're not sleeping with me? I don't <laughs> care who you're sleeping with. Okay. Um, but uh, when I came out of that, the reason I was bounced out of there was not because of my credits. It wasn't because of my ability. It was because they didn't think it would be a good fit for their sure. room. I can understand it. Um, it's not like I'm hyper boisterous. I'm actually less like that. The way I'm right now mm-hmm. is not the way I am In the when room. I'm working. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah. work if I was like this sure. all the time. Mm-hmm. But other, I went on another genre show, <laughs> met the showrunner and everybody, and the showrunner was like, this guy's insane, and we love this guy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that job because they wanted to work with someone that they ultimately wanted to work with someone who they'd already worked with. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a wild card that mm-hmm. going into this particular season of their show, Maybe they don't want to rock the boat and so on. Like These are all things that could be being said to make me feel better about myself or they could be true. I choose to believe that they're true Mm -hmm. because why would anyone waste a lie on little old me? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like that. Mm. Um, Now, bearing in mind, in the old days when you had a staff of 12, this wouldn't have occurred. Everyone who liked me. Would have liked me and hired me because mm-hmm. there would have been enough money to hire me mm-hmm. and there would have been enough shows to bring me in. That even if, God forbid, and I don't, by the way, I'm pretty <laughs> awesome, but let's say I sucked, um, they could not, they could absorb that. They could have absorbed that. Mm-hmm. Things are much tighter, closer to the vest now. So, what people are experiencing that they're blaming on some minority group taking their job is simply the diminishment of jobs. It's just the number of jobs Definitely. for mid level and upper deck people is smaller. And it's Going first to people that are quote unquote friends, cronies, mm-hmm. right? And having been a beneficiary of the crony system, I can still say mm, maybe not so many EPs on every episode, mm. right? I don't know that we need ten EPs on you know this particular <laughs> this this particular <laughs> Muppet-driven, <TV> series,
0: <laughs> but that's
3: not my call to make. If right. I'm a showrunner, yep. maybe I'm making a sim- similar calls. When mm-hmm. I get down to it, it's like, look, um, I have X number of dollars, I have X amount of time. Um, these people are breathing down my neck from the network side Let's mm-hmm. produce, let's produce, let's produce this project And it better be as excellent as that freaking pilot you wrote and sold those to us So mm-hmm. you better do your thing right. Now my, my egalitarian head is <laughs> like I know a bunch of really talented writers um, I mean a stack of really talented writers mm-hmm. Many of whom would be considered babies Because they haven't officially written anything right. for Hollywood right. So I can get them cheap <laughs> But can I sell them that cheapness as the big enough selling point to right. my network? Because mm, right. my network, who unless they're Amazon or Netflix mm-hmm. or possibly Hulu, they're going to be like, uh, they're not approved. Mm, yep. You mm, maybe, toss mm, free mm-hmm. maybe toss them a freelance. Maybe toss them a freelance. But until we see some real stuff, mm-hmm. nope. Right. Um and so it gets – do I even want to have that fight? If I've been in the game long enough, I know that that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So am I going to waste that day arguing for Lisa or Hillier mm-hmm. or whoever? Now, depending on the project, you might still decide I'm going to fight on this hill mm-hmm. for this one baby writer. But if you win that fight, that's your fight. And then the <laughs> other people you get may be people the network says you should take. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that this occurs every time I'm not saying it occurs a lot I'm saying it's one of the many scenarios That could occur So um, With this The the person who's casting a show Is the same as putting a writer's room together You have a mixture, a chemical mixture Of people, of talents, of egos Of people who can and cannot work together Um, the, the, The more pressure That's put on the creative side to deliver quickly and efficiently quality material, and the less time that they have to do it, the less egalitarian they can allow themselves to be into mm-hmm. who they hire. Right. They have to do Mission Impossible instead of, oh, who's the best from, from American Idol this week? Right? Because right? it stops. How <laughs> Twitter
1: feed do they have? <laughs> well really it
3: stops being about it stops just being solely about merit and or rather merit expands to include other sure. things. Um, I've been banging for a little while. I actually counted up the years. It's been a little while, so I have enough um chips stacked up that mm-hmm. five defeats, quote unquote, in a row. eh. Uh, there's n- uh, 90 other people who have five other defeat five mm-hmm. defeats, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, for each one of those jobs that the guys like fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Every every guy who got that job, there's four of us who didn't. Yep. And those people are, are not all black. Mm-hmm. They're not all male. Mm-hmm. They're not all gay, they're not all female. Mm-hmm. They're just people who didn't get jobs, sure. right? So on one weird level, it's flattening the field, but on another level, stop bitching about non whites yeah. <laughs> taking your work. It isn't that. It's that people are going to their rolodex they're not auditioning yeah,
2: and that's the thing that i'm trying to explain to a lot of people too who come to me asking or i have questions or you know direct message me on twitter and stuff like that and ask things it's like look you still got to be on your game regardless if you're a baby writer or middle of a writer because now that squeeze is coming through and like you said we're getting shows now that are like smaller episodes it's going to be smaller writing rooms and guess what people they're going to be going with people who they know you know who have shown them they can turn on a product quickly and fast, and you can't blame them for that. And well, right? That's another thing.
3: You can't fault someone for having a resume that kicks yours butt. Uh, Yeah. Right, You can't help it. Well, people do.
2: I can't walk up in there and be like, my tenant's like, yeah, I'm about to do some damage. Oh, that's Serena? Forget
3: yeah. Her. She ain't this guy. What'd she do? Those damn Williams sisters. Okay. She she won
2: how many? Okay, I'm going to put my racket back over here. Right.
3: <laughs> so there's it, it, a lot of going back to the lab. There's a lot of expanding your horizons a bit. I've taken a lot more comic book work mm-hmm. um, in order. Not just to pay bills, but it keeps you alive in the people's eyes. Um, uh, got a some anthology work coming out and you know it's weird because people ask me invariably in these meetings god you have so much stuff right and it's across a lot of different sort of writing disciplines and I'm like I gotta eat
1: right? I mean
3: that's my answer every time it's a little flip but the truth is also you have to say yes all the time. You just have to keep. You have to. That's always, my new model. Yeah, you have saying to, yes to everything. Ever since
1: to, we interviewed somebody last year, yeah, yeah to like, keep, eh, I say yes to yes. everything. <laughs> I
0: mean,
3: Brandon, uh, Brandon Easton. I do mm-hmm. a uh, sort of a, a seminar with him at these comic book conventions from time mm-hmm. to time. And it's, generally, it's Q and A Q&A with Wannabe to be writers who, yeah. are like, Eric Alexander, and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But the people in the audience sort of define what each is. We he does a little presentation, and we just take questions, Got right? It. But the bottom line really is, you cannot ever stop thinking of yourself. As a baby writer, there's no room now for you mm-hmm. to ever get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be generating material. Yeah. I'm literally when I leave here, I'm going to be writing the end of my solo issue number two for Marvel, mm-hmm. and then rolling right into my new pilot spec pilot that mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get into development.
1: Going. And, and that that is one of the biggest problems that I see. I can't tell you how many young writers that I meet. And even mid-level writers that I know at the Writers Guild who are still like, they're like working on the show for three seasons, and I'm like, how many... Pilots, have you written in the meantime? We're like, oh, well, then we go on hunt on on vacation. I'm like, no, bitch, you should be writing a freaking.
3: I don't know what that word. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just said a word. I've- I don't understand what that means.
1: I don't understand. I'm sorry. How do you? Spell but you know that, what though? And know? I say that all
3: the time. Like people get complacent. They start thinking that they've. Um, and it's it's it, it's seductive because the higher up you move in the ranks, the more you're like, okay, I'm in, I'm mm-hmm. in, I made it, I'm in, I got over the wall, and I'm standing on the battlements. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I can see down into the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm down in the courtyard. It's great. <laughs> you know, this is all really great. Right. But remember, our job isn't every single job. What is happening to America right now, where everything's turning into a temp oh job, that everyone's yeah. freaking the hell out? Yeah. That's our life. That's yeah. always been our life. Mm-hmm. Every it's job like, is a contract.
2: Hey, job. welcome to the you world. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, all you're seeing is what art people, people in the art world, what's happened in the art world forever right. is what's happening to the rest of Americans, sure. um, mm-hmm. the rest of the American economy. It mm-hmm. sucks for them because they're used to having a dependable lifestyle. Right. but Our lifestyle has never been that. Right. So. People can get complacent. Even I got complacent for a little while, for a couple of years. I was like, "Oh, thank God, I'm on the beach." <laughs> Wait, there's monsters in the jungle? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you know. Um, and that's when you start writing again. You have mm-hmm. to. And Paul Geo,
1: mutual friend, Paul. He
3: will, he will also consistently remind you, just from a writing as a writer point of view. In this last, since I left. Um, since I left uh, The Librarians, mm-hmm. uh, which is going into its third and I hope smash season because <laughs> we've done two seasons that were smashes, so you all better keep smashing. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the, the jobs I took over the first part of the year, I took jobs on three different shows. Mm-hmm. I wrote in the first six months. I just completed the seventh of seven Contracted scripts On three different series mm-hmm. Two of which I'm not even Allowed to name Wow Okay Uh, at one point I looked up and I'm like what script am I writing (laughs) well they had similar some of the things had similar characteristics especially when you're a genre writer Right? so you're like okay are they vampires are they like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) is this the one with the sea creatures I don't remember the sea creature vampires Mm -hmm. I don't remember Um, so it was really kind of a blur and I I was getting to the point and you can burn out it's Mm -hmm. not writer's block which I don't believe in but you can get to a point where it's just so unpleasant in a weird way Mm -hmm. because you're not really writing your stuff the mm-hmm. job of writers writer is to fit into the voice of the showrunner You have some of your own mm-hmm. Stuff right. yes but if it doesn't Sound if every episode doesn't sound like The person who wrote the first episode You're kind of not doing your job right sure. unless that's What the showrunner wants is every episode Completely different sure. mm-hmm. um, So you can get into this vein Of just writing like a machine And it, it's great everyone's happy you're so, you're, mm-hmm. Your bosses you are made. happy with your work <laughs> mm-hmm. You're making money you're paying your mm-hmm. bills but You have to feed your writer Right, the writer is that lion that lives in that cage, yes. and if you don't feed him and you come back, it's kind of like that lion that you got to put down, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul reminded me go write some of your own stuff. That's part of why I do comics. As part right. of why. just to switch it up a little bit. Sure. Um, I don't know that every mid-level writer. A lot of people commit to screenwriting and that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Some people, that's all they can do. Not mm-hmm. every writer that's why can why write. I
1: produce. Right. You know what I mean? I keep busy as hell. I'm doing yeah. this new one, dude. You're going to fucking love this one. I, well, so far, <laughs> oh, you've been
3: batting 1,000 with me. Um, but yeah, so mid-level is not that different from Baby Writer, except the expectations are higher, mm-hmm. and the number of slots is more narrow. Baby Writer's bit paid less. Uh, teams beat out other people mm-hmm. because they get paid as a single writer. Mm-hmm. That has knocked me out of the box a couple of times mm-hmm. so far, where they said, we wanted you, but we got a team, that's two for one. Yeah. I can't argue the logic no, like right. if I was the You're a producer too.
1: You understand. Okay. I'm a
3: producer yeah. too. I've and and I've had I've given advice to people who were staffing their shows mm-hmm. where I'm like mm, okay, you know what? Take the team. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though I know all three writers. Mm, personally right. sometimes right. I'll be like you don't have that big a budget on this. Right. You don't have enough time. These guys are going to nail it. Mm-hmm. This person might need to get, they're great, but they might need to get brought up to speed or mm-hmm. not even right. they're equally good, but you get two people in the room for the
1: price for of, the one. Price of mm-hmm. one.
3: That's a nice selling point. I don't know how they live on that salary, but God bless them. They do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's frosty like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, uh, it's stiff, but in theory we're built for it. Like, it's never not competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm presuming showrunners, even smaller slot number of slots oh, yeah. for them and they're all fighting to get their shows oh, yeah. on here. Yeah. Trust me, I,
1: I have conversations with yeah. Jeff Melvoin and Glenn Mazar I mean, it, they they still right. have to go and have the meeting and, yeah. they get, and they get they
3: get pounded I mean? and some other guy who's got a show similar to theirs but not quite theirs right. got on the show.
1: Like, "No, that's not how to do it.
3: <laughs> I, I, you should have done it like me. Yeah. My way was better. Yeah. And, well, you better drop that and move on to the next pilot, <laughs> homie cuz <'cause> homeboy <laughs> got his show on here." Exactly. You know, so Can we get a t-shirt that's, that's
2: like that <laughs> is frosty like that? It is frosty like
3: that. I mean, you can't, you, you just, it's, it's especially for minority, minority, quote, unquote, I always put that in quotes, especially for minority writers, you can't relax. Mm-hmm. I hate to break this to you, but I don't hate to break it to you because the ones of you who can't do this, get out of the way. Yeah. Seriously, I don't want you on the field.
1: I'm in here seven days a week. That's right. I never have a day off. That's right. Ever. There's no well, days on vacation, off. I'm sitting at the beach with my fucking computer. That's right. No, I'm not kidding. That's right. You know what I <laughs> mean? Because I'm trying to be as good. I'm trying to learn. The more you write, the better you, you are. You have to mm-hmm. stay you know on mean? it. Like you always say, mm-hmm. ass in chair. Right. My ass is in my fucking chair from like noon to like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, when I
2: mean? leave her now, I go home. I got Period. a short story. Stay
3: grinding. Do. You know? Stay grinding. Yes, I do. You cannot... I cannot overstress that for the minority writer, uh, we have to be better than them. That's unfortunate. Uh, we whatever have to be. you just have to. You can't. You don't. You don't get as many slips. You mm-hmm. don't get as many as, as as at bats. You don't get as many fails. Yeah. Right. There are people who fail and oh, fail and fail. Right. <laughs> and keep women coming back. And women
1: directors and shit.
3: Right. <laughs> uh, you look at female directors. Uh-huh. The fact that uh, we're getting with the Wrinkle in Time, the first hundred million dollar yep. uh, uh, epic. Mm-hmm. Feature directed by a, a woman, and what did Ava have to do to get there? Oh, wow. Holy crap!
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, similar with the Wonder Woman feature, right. this is a, a big deal. But like, what did you have to go through to get this plum gig when it shouldn't have been <laughs> that big of a deal? Yeah, there are people sitting on the shelf for no good reason, but their non-straight white maleness, and
1: <laughs> hey, another shirt. That's <laughs> <not right. true.
3: laughs> They're sitting on the shelf for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's unfortunate, and we must always, of course, struggle against this paradigm. But the fact of the rules of the game as they exist, you don't get that slip up. Mm Will you check out a Jeff Thorne joint? Whatever venue I'm in, mm-hmm. I bring my A game. If you're mm-hmm. paying me $300, if you're paying me $2,700, mm-hmm. if you're paying me $15,000, whatever it is, you're getting my A game mm-hmm. every time. My name is on that piece. You're getting my A
1: game. I told Jeff. <laughs> then we gotta wrap it up in a second. Okay. <laughs> I told Jeff I'm I'm reading through his book right yeah. now because I'll write the script and then I'll pull out some <laughs> literature because I like to read prose. He's so crazy. He's still, he's I read still, through the
2: prose and I'm like,
1: damn dude, <laughs> that is a Great passage. <laughs> I got this kick ass action moment where that <laughs> will turn my shit up even well, more. Well, thank
3: you very okay? much. Okay,
1: and there's going to be a lot of them bitches. I wish more people would buy my books. I <laughs> so wanna book. I want to write books. What's it called? Yes. Call them?
3: It's called Better, Better Angels. Angels. It's yes. supposed to be number one Volume of four, one. but I'm not writing out the three unless you You're people buy be- the book. <laughs> It's just too much work. So, Buy that book; so, it's man. awesome. Three
1: like, days, two grifters, one soldier. Exactly. What could go wrong?
3: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> and it feels like one of those like neo 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 films. Yeah, neo, know, neo, yeah, yeah neo, neo noir. Uh, noir. Right. It's, it's neo like, like a noir. crime. You know, yeah. it feels and like the 30s. Everyone's rough. Everyone's tough.
3: Nobody's yes. taking any shorts. Yes. It's hard as hell. <laughs> Everyone is rough. Don't turn your back on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to Gray Harbor unless you are strapped. Okay. Okay.
1: So where are you at, Jeffrey Thorne?
3: Uh, JeffreyThorne.com, Spell with a G, the English spelling on both names. Jeffrey Thorne with an E at the end. <laughs> Jeffrey so with a capital English. G. A cool. Somebody asked me the other day if that was my real name, and I'm like, what? You think that's a stage <laughs> name? You think I would have chosen that as is a stage <laughs> name? Are you crazy? No, my parents saddled me with that. Um, I'm on medium uh, medium. dot com. I do some articles and some comics there under um, Game of Thorns, which is my Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Um, which is my oh, Twitter handle. <laughs> um, yes, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, don't follow me because you will not be happy. <laughs> but Game of Thorns, you will love. <laughs> um, and that, uh, you know
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's it. and various TV and Marvel project comic book projects. That's
1: nice. Blah blah blah. Lisa, Lisa, Bozzi, no, I can't speak. Lisa, Bullakajer, where are
2: you at? Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I changed my Twitter handle to match my That's blog. I'm going to go what back. Is what is it? Well, it's, what fresh hell is this? I love that, <laughs> by the way. Uh, those of you every who, I see every, every uh, those of you who know Dorothy Parker, one of my mm. favorite writers from the olden days who was very sharp and witty and one of those women who hung out to dudes and come sit by me. she became G- cigarette in a hand and drinking and hanging mm, out and raspy just boys raspy and Raspy and, you know, and, She's just one of my favorite writers, and just um, I had always loved that about her. And mm-hmm. like, she's the one who had the comic, the joke that says uh, she was talking about, I forgot what actress, it was a famous actress during her time period. And she, this is how much shade Dorothy Parker had. She said, Oh, yeah, her talent runs the gamut from A to B. <laughs> that's a good. to B. Uh, she said, Okay. Uh, she and said, uh,
3: What is it? <laughs> if you have nothing that's nice to say about somebody, come sit by me. <laughs>
2: You gotta, go you gotta I love her you gotta love yeah. you gotta love her yeah. so anyway so yes. Yeah. so sure. you find me on what fresh hell is this on Twitter you find me on Bitchflix. um I've got a lot of writing to do I have a deadline on actually Tuesday for a short story that an editor has been asking me about and I'm like hey we want that story and I'm like well let me go get this money <laughs> right <That's laughs> and true. uh you know just writing and just doing a lot of reading and um enjoying myself on twitter and just really doing a lot of research reading so yes, that's so. me
1: cool and i'm your host hilliard guest you guys what? can find me on twitter at hilliard guest you guys can follow the show screenwriters rr on twitter any questions screenwri- screenwriters rent room <laughs> at gmail.com please follow us share this um tweet it comment Five-star review us on iTunes. We Stars, really like that shit. got to do that. Um, mm-hmm. We got to get out there, uh, let the people know what we're doing. Shit like that. Special shout-out again for Fahima sitting Yay. in with us. Hey. Yes. What's the name of your show again? What's Most it, Muslim.
2: Muslim in Muslim the City. In the new city. Check that out. On right.
3: YouTube. It's on YouTube right on now. On YouTube that's,
2: right no, now, and there'll be a podcast pretty soon. Hopefully, you'll get some more hits. So that's what's up. Hey, and shout out to, I know the Olympics are going on right now, but a shout out to the refugee team. No, that's no the, kidding. That's the team that I'm rooting for. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to have a team that has to be a refugee team, but because usually people always ask me, who are you rooting for in the Olympics? America? Like, I never root for America <laughs> in the <laughs> you, Olympics. What? The last time I rooted was 1984 when the, uh, the gymnastics team was going and the swim team, Greg, all that stuff. Oh, wow. And then after that, I stopped because I realized, <laughs> like look, 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 look. I don't know what to say to you. No, that. no, listen. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Basically, it's because I feel like America, we have so many resources and our athletes are some of the best in the world mm-hmm. that I'm going to root for the underdog. And this I year, the underdog this year is the refugee team because these sure. are people who should have their country, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, they're put in a position where they don't have a country. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Fugees. <laughs> you know what, too? It's also team Fugees. Weird,
3: it's a weird spirit of the Olympics thing, too, mm-hmm. because they're all from different countries right? and they've banded together to be this team. Right? They don't have much to start with and they're busting their butts to do as well as they can. Mm-hmm. And isn't that just life?
2: That is. And it's like, go team refugee and... Um, I love this time of year when they have the Olympics, and hopefully the world can see that, you know, we don't need to have all this crazy stuff going on. You know, there's so many beautiful countries and cultures out there. And when I saw the opening of the Olympics, I'm like, oh, my God, human can be so beautiful, you know, if we weren't so messy all the time. So I wish they treated the people who live in
3: the favelas a little better.
2: Look, I, we ain't going to get into that, but you know we what that is. That. You know run. you know what that is. That's some Hunger Games shit. That's, That's some, some that black <laughs> Brazilians, so give it up. Team Refugee Team refugee, City of God Y'all know who (laughs) (laughs) y'all Well y'all know how we do it on
1: the Rant Room On this show We keep it real (laughs) We keep it opinionated We keep it what everybody?
0: 2016 2016. Peace y'all Ciao In the Rant Room We say what we say We do what we feel We got Red room before the stars can be paid. they gotta be your dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage. That light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from an itty bitty spark? Coffee shop, hustlers. Rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the, the red room. We say what we we do what we feel, we gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the grab a screen, right? feel my bottle up with lightning up in the back So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.